champagne soccer we're back there's been a lot of trolling going on <laughs> and they finally did it man scored a game-winning goal waiting on a miracle Ephraim, you must be excited. Rasmus Hoysland, hey, he's arrived, right? <laughs> oh, we gotta calm that down a little bit. Nah, I'm happy. Happy they won, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go over like crazy because they won a match, you know. So, uh, you know, they just got embarrassed by Nottingham Forest. Not Nottingham Forest. I'm sorry. Uh, just got embarrassed the other the other week. So I'm not. I'm not gonna go there with them, you know. So uh, take it as you can, you know. Get the three points and move on. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. But yeah, happy that he got his first goal. Let's see if it it starts something with him. Um, he still ain't getting any service. That's that's the problem. He's still not getting the service. Let's just put that out there. Uh, you know, I think they tried to feed him a little bit today. He missed a couple. Um, Garnacho came came out big and and got his two goals. Um, but yeah, man, United need to like they need to start a little faster. You know, they was getting ragged on by the uh. The announcers today talking about you know old Trafford ain't like it used to be and not just for, for repair problems but for also for like atmosphere you know the, the fans they was loud for a second they got quiet after a while looked like Louis Van Hall tactics kind of just passing the ball around the back you know and then Villa just did what they did they came out and they got two quick goals and next thing you know we had to play from behind they played better and uh yeah, came away with the win. So uh three points and on to the next one. What do you think about the last match where it was a big discussion about how Poisonland only received one pass from the wingers? You know, you guys are using the inverted winger system like most teams around the world. So instead of having conventional wide players who can cross the ball into the box on their strong foot. You're got, you got guys who are trying to cut inside to shoot. So West Ham smoked you guys 2-0, and then you guys have this comeback victory. Like you mentioned, the service was still dodgy, but he was able to get the game winner in the 82nd minute. What do you think is the problem between these slow starts that you've seen so far this season? I don't know. I, I just think, I don't know. I think we're relying to a lot on passing out from the back, which is fine if if you got like, if you're comfortable doing it. We're we're not quite there yet, and I think you know there can be more direct play. We saw a couple uh, passes from Onana today, actually that reminded you of why you would get a, a goal, even though I still think we could have kept the hair for another year, but you just, this does remind you like some of the passes he made today, little long passes he made today remind you of like, that's why you got somebody like him. So why not exploit that? Especially when you got like the wingers, like Garnacho and, you know, Anthony sometimes or Rashford that, that, that want to break away and be an outlet uh, when you pass out the back. So, um, and as far as Hoyland goes, yeah, those wingers are looking to shoot first a lot more. Uh, you know, kudos to Rashford today for for finally passing the ball to, to get an assist. But um, a lot of the times these guys want to pass first. You don't have these high assist guys on the wings. You have guys that want to shoot first, take guys on like Garnacho does, and and then shoot. He had a couple opportunities where he could have passed the ball. Uh, he did make one cross that missed, but, you know, that's what it is. Is these guys they shoot they shoot first, you know, um, and our our fullbacks aren't getting up up enough to to apply assists as well. 
Luke Shaw just came back uh, a few weeks ago, and and Aaron Wambasaka, if he's out there, he's not really crossing into the box. So that's why you're not getting a lot of assists for and and uh, uh, play from the uh, from the fullback. Excuse me. So so yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, they just need to have a mentality to start fired up, and they don't. Um, I don't know what it is. So it's a lot of slow build up, and it's it gets kind of annoying sometimes, though. For sure, for sure. Now, let me ask you this. Your boy Christian Erickson is back today. He was the double pivot partner with Kobe Manu. Obviously, Casemiro is working his way back. How did you feel about that double pivot pairing? And do you think moving forward, you want to see the youngster with Erickson or as soon as Casemiro back, get that little kid out of here? Uh or you could say maybe Casemiro and, and Maynu, right? Maybe he pushes up a little bit because he has more of a defensive mentality. I mean, I liked it, it, it when Erickson coming back. I mean, it was fine for today. Um, but there are teams where you're not going to want to play somebody like Erickson uh, in the beginning of a match. Or maybe you take him off at halftime. I don't know. But today it worked enough. Um, he did win the ball a couple times. I give him that. You know, he was, you know, his passing obviously is something that, uh that we need as far you know as far as getting the ball into the box and and creating chances for Hoyland you know especially if that's the way you're going to have to do it um but you know we got we got to find a, a better midfield solution uh going forward i think we got lucky and and maybe maybe we struck gold with Kobe Manu maybe he becomes the player that all the, a lot of the fans uh really want to see um but we still got work to do there Erickson's getting old Casemiro's not going to last but so much longer um you know, so we got we got to figure this out. McTominay's not going to be around for long. Uh, so, yeah, we got some work to do in the midfield. I like to see Mano keep playing. Um, you know, build up his confidence. He, he looks pretty decent so far. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd like to see some work, work in the transfer window and um, maybe over the summer as well. So, for sure, for sure. Now. Let's go in. Last week, you know, the irony was we had a great uh, segment where we talked about draws, scoreless draws, memorable draws, and, you know, Liverpool and Arsenal, the battle for first place and ended in a 1-1 draw. Um, looking at the match, I think Arsenal is very happy to go away with the point. Liverpool had the chances, but unfortunately, they weren't able to take advantage of it for the game winner. A great set-piece goal by Gabriel to start the match. He is a very underrated player. I know Saliba gets a lot of press, and even in the match, he won man of the match. So Saliba played very well. I think Gabriel did a good job of dealing with the aerial duels, not letting... Liverpool's physicality harm us in the box on the 50-50 chances while Saliba could play slicker and smoother, uh, you know, slow down the through balls, try to neutralize the counterattacks. Um, Zinchenko, as we know, is a good build-up player, but he's a liability defensively. And Liverpool had a similar action. Um, Marcus, you can educate me if you saw it differently, but I remember last year, Martinelli took advantage of Trent one-on-one -on -one defensively. 
since then, Jorgen Klopp has done a good job to try to help Trent play more centrally to dictate the game. And Konate does a great job defending those half spaces because Konate one-on-one against Martinelli was fantastic. Did you see it the same way, uh, Marcus, in terms of that duel? Oh, he put that boy in his pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was... it, got, it got to the point where you could tell Arteta, the reason he took him off was because Arteta didn't want his confidence to drop because yeah. he'd been cooking niggas so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you saw that uh, Zinchenko step up and be in that lost space and Trent ping that pass to Salah, did you think that banger was going to go in? Oh yeah, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Before the game started, when they when they was hold on. So in the first like ten minutes after y'all got that goal, when Zink thought he was like hot shit to come in the midfield when Salah was just hanging out there, I was really confused. I was like, he's gonna be the Trent of this game, like because it was funny to me. Like one on one, he couldn't hold Salah, and I didn't understand why we didn't continue to attack that shit because Gakpo to me played perfectly between Saliba and Gabrielle. I kind of see it differently. I, I I think Saliba get a lot of credit when he cleaning up shit because sometimes Gabrielle was getting cooked and Saliba would just clean it up. So, but he would get credit like he, like he did a lot of shit. Think about the goal. It's Saliba trying to close down and he, and he, and they go uh, solid shoot it past him. Like I, I, I I did think that was kind of funny with him getting man of the match. Um, overall, I thought we just tricked him, and this is it was kind of a thing a theme going into our game today. Like nobody outside of Mo Salah wants to score. Trent had a sitter. We getting handballs. We get niggas doing basketball moves. Okay, if Bruh slipped, then he should have continued to fall. Bruh got up. Like, and I don't know how the referee did not recognize that. But VAR got a got a vendetta against my squad, bro. But Saka, he he did good for a second, but then Semikaz did pretty well until Saka took his ass out. It was a lot of foul shit going on in that game, but maybe that might have been my fanhood on that part. Shout out to your boy Jorgen Klopp for being weighed out out of the box because <laughs> Saka slipped. It was a 50-50 chance Saka slipped. And because Klopp is outside his designated area, no, 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 no. Oh, you you didn't see the footage. Oh, you didn't see the. I saw the footage. No, Jurgen is actually in the box. That's Uh, what's funny. I'm talking about no, because there was two of them. I'm not talking about the wipeout. I'm talking about the first one. The first one because we know Liverpool. You guys are like the New England Patriots. You guys like to do dodgy tactics with the pitch, make the pitch all wet. Oh, wow. So nobody makes the pitch wet? No, I'm saying you guys do it very well. Why do you think Anfield is the best home field advantage in Europe other than Real Madrid? Shout out to Jamar in the building. But you guys made that pitch extra wet, pause. It was a lot of slip and slide action. And we saw what was going on. You guys play better with that style of play. And like I said, you were all right about that. That uh, Odegaard, my man was on his and one swag, dribbling with his hand in the box. Hey, that should have been a penalty. We won't dispute that. We're honest men of integrity at Arsenal. And after the match, I saw how happy it was. You know, you did you see who Van Dyke was talking to the most after the match? 
who who was he speaking to? Because that corrupt ass ref. That, <laughs> yeah, are you that, drinking? <laughs> that corrupt ref. Hold on, hold on. You know that same ref was the sideline ref for the black man's uh refer premier referee in today. I was like, oh, this this some this is some fuck shit here. Oh man. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, man, I think after the match, yeah, I saw um Virgil van Dyke swap he swapped kits, he swapped jerseys with Gabrielle. So yeah, they were talking a lot. And then I seen him talking to Saliba heavy. He was rapping. I was like, hey man, why why is Van Dyke talking? But I was like, hey man, game recognizes game. You know, Van Dyke has been the top center back in the PL with uh, Ruben Diaz for the past five years. And, hey, I think he did salute how well they played. Konate, you know him and Saliba, their French national team teammates, they were kicking flavor a lot. Uh, Mohamed Elneny and Salah were kicking it. But my favorite joint was head. Why was why was your boy Jorgen Klopp holding on to Declan Rice like that? He wouldn't let him go. He kept wanting to talk to him and wrap him up. Because, bro, he got away with one, bro. <laughs> one on five. Yeah, that was beautiful, man. Oh, my God. Declan Rice did not know what to do. Did you see how many <laughs> times he looked back, bro? He's like, who, who, anybody, anybody, please save me. <laughs> I mean, game recognized game. I rec I, I said this, too. My boy Enzo played a hell of a game, bro. Yeah, he Older did well, Endo. Odegaard, he did not get as loose as I expected. Like, I it, it was some dudes on your team that I I want I thought was gonna go off a little bit more. Um, I do not know why Jesus is on the pitch. Him and Eketian, okay. And I'll say this too, y'all need some depth. When we swap three, y'all swap no, y'all swap one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, our starting. Fullbacks, you could argue Tamiyasu and Timber are hurt. Thomas Partey is hurt. So that's the depth that we would sub on. Like there's instances where in a match like this, you would see why Pep would play 4-3-3 all year. But every time against Liverpool, he would switch it to a 4-2-3-1 or 4-4-2 to try to combat that midfield. So he would build a double pivot to try to, you know, bring more stability against your dangerous counterattack. And you guys are back to pressing high again. And I think Odegaard played pretty well. He had the assist on the Gabriel goal. He led our team with tackles. He was 100% on his duels and won all his one-on-ones. Uh, but he had the chances. But, yeah, to your point, hey, that's what Arsenal's missing. We don't have a killer striker. We haven't had a superstar striker since Robin Van Persie left because even though Aubameyang was balling, he was playing mostly on the left. Y'all remember? So, yeah, that's definitely one thing we got to work on. Uh, but, uh, Marcus, you guys played today. One, like you mentioned, you guys are back in first place. How did you feel about your victory against uh, Burnley? Premier League refs, bruh. Y'all boys tried it, but you didn't get away with it. Um, I ain't gonna lie, we we kind of had a little squat. We let Kwanzaa start. Um, they trying to manage Kanate minutes because uh, whenever that boy plays like three in a row, he gets hurt for like two months. 
I love the dude, but he he can't give you them them performances consistently without getting injured. Um, we had who do we, oh we gave Harvey to start. Like I said, to me the standouts was like Enzo. Um, Darwin had a good game. To me, that front three, I mean, <laughs> hey, Hoyland got a goal today, but my boy Diego came back. And in six minutes, my boy showed why he a threat, man. Um, it took us a while to clean it up, to finish it up, but yeah, we 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 all right, man. At the top, it's us, man. Hopefully, Arsenal will know who y'all face tomorrow. Whenever this drop, it'll be that day. So, man, we'll know who y'all need to drop some points. Arsenal plays West Ham, so Zinchenko versus Kudus is. <laughs> Hey, oh boy, Paqueta might be, boy. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, but I but go back to our game. Shout out to Rice. He did make Dom look normal. Like all the most of the games this season, Dom been looking nice, even against Man City. Yeah. But uh Rice did his thing on that one. Um I'll say this too. The talk about Burnley, they got some young talent, bro. That winger, a threat. Um, this dude named Foster, I think it was, a threat. Like, um, but they just not clinical and they don't know how to like do the last final third pass because they just they got intimidated by Van Dyke by his presence a couple times, bro. Just played the ball directly to him. Um, but yeah, man. I think we got somebody light coming up next. So hey man, we cool. Just drop them points and we ain't trying to drop no points and everybody come back healthy. Yeah, Arsenal's next few matches are hot. Uh we play West Ham at home. It's a London Derby. Then we go to Fulham away, New Year's Eve, London Derby. Then we play Liverpool in the FA Cup, January 7th. Then following that, another London Derby against Crystal Palace. So all of these matches will be intense. So we'll see how it goes. But we have to, you know, I guess we have to all give a guard of honor. I mean, the world champion has been crowned. And it is Manchester City after crushing Fluminense in the final 4-0. Anthony, congratulations. How does it feel to be a world champion, man? Five trophies in one year. The first English club to accomplish that feat. Hey, man. We did it. Uh, According to my manager, Pep, the job is done. That almost scared me when I read that quote from one of his press conferences after the match. But uh, let me see. Hold on. He said something. He said, job is done, but Christmas is here. Hold on. Let me get the quote for you. Now it's Christmas time. We buy another book and start to write it again. The last eight years, it's over. So now we did it. Five five trophies. Nobody can say Pep's a fraud. The club was, you know, wasted money. Yeah, 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 I knew one person was at least going to say it. But, you know, we didn't. We accomplished the job. We just we didn't just go to the CL finals. We, we won. You know what I'm saying? We just didn't make it to the Club World Cup. We won, you know, we're the best team in the land now. And it's a great feeling. So, like I said last year, uh, we talk about people. Jamar's here. 
we talk about great players going to wear that white, all I was saying is if Holland wins us the CL, he can skedaddle. <clears throat> I would love for him to stay, but hey, he can he can he can skiddly do and go wear that white if he wants. You know what I'm saying? He job well done. Thanks, buddy. Alvarez, I'm seeing I I see the light. He he won't be wearing blue for long. You know, he he's balling way too hard. He may pull up at Real Madrid or Barcelona in the next two, three years. So I just gotta I enjoy while it while it's here, man. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome, but you know. I wonder how many players will stay and help grow the club past the culture Pep has established. Now, when it comes to this year being the most successful campaign in the history of the club, do you think so far this season Pep has done the right things to keep the team motivated and inspired? Because, you know, it's hard to, keep some, everybody on the same wavelength once you've accomplished everything and everybody's getting paid. Pep does his best to rotate the squad outside of Calvin Phillips, and we know he's on the way on the road soon. Do you think the motivation levels are up from what you've seen to, you know, keep that push? Because you guys are also yeah. trying to accomplish four in a row the first time ever by an English club. Yeah, man. yeah um, I think Pep has found players, and again, this goes to part of the culture, who actually want to win and not just like win, um, more so win in his way and not like robotically, but they're they're anal about winning in a sense. Like they they want to win. Some people have like just a, a win gene or I'm going to go hard and try. I think the people at City not only want to win the matches, but they want to win their individual position competitions me and you we made a joke about jack Grealish. like doku may not even be hurt and pep probably sitting him down on purpose to get Grealish. uh i guess his motivation back or get his um his his mental up and and so if that's the kid if he's a good player manager if he's doing that kind of stuff but if not jack Grealish has been balling regardless with his opportunities given and that just shows that them players trying to win and uh, not everybody out there just trying to collect the check. So it, it's tight. For sure, for sure. Now, the former world champion is here. La Liga correspondent, one-fourth of ring culture. Jamar, how you living, man? Oh, my bad, man. I can't complain. Uh... Hey, I can't complain at all, man, to be quite honest with you, man. Hey, Jamar. Yo. January 6th. Saturday. Oh, Lord. Hey, man. Abigail. Hey, 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 hey. If your attendance is not there, you oh. might be getting knocked down to number five in the wedding. As a <laughs> okay. Same <laughs> <Same> dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, this wasn't hey, this is it's not an anniversary party for the for the protest in Washington by those by those people. It's, it's Cletus's birthday party, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey man, I'll be in the building, man. Hey man, you know me, I'll be there. In the yeah, yeah, you know the shots ready for you. Being the cut looking like Bruce Wayne, sick. But wow, hey, he wants 
He wants guys to come outside. Let me get active. Leave, <laughs> leave your card at home. Just bring your ID. It's crazy. <laughs> I just pay my rent. That's that's how I'm coming. I just pay my rent. Focus, focus. I might pull up though. I ain't gonna tap. I might pull up. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in the building, man. I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling the other homies to pull up. Hey, man, we yeah. gonna be there, man. Yeah, so. we in there, man. What's up? We sure. in there. Yeah, what's good? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. But uh, Jamar, while our teams are still working hard, you, your team is on it. Winter break, relaxed. I saw Camavinga and Vinicius at the Lakers game Christmas. You oh, guys man. are first placed in La Liga tied with Girona. How do you feel about, you know, your performance through 18 matches in the league? You guys are comfortably through to the knockout stage of the Champions League. We previewed that uh, last week, the round of 16. So give us your thoughts on where Real Madrid is at this point this season and your ambitions, because obviously you guys didn't win the league last year, but I think you guys are the favorites right now. So what are your thoughts on the campaign right now? Um, I can't say I'm not pleased or impressed. Um, I didn't think it was going to go like this. I mean, even though we've had some rocky stuff going on, especially with all the damn injuries we had and the new formation and everything, even through learning and growing through all of that, we still – Top of the league, still got the top goal scorer, the top assist man, won the first place in Champions League group. So with all even through all the bullshit, we still managing to, you know, succeed and do what we supposed to do. So I mean, it's just I can only I can only picture that it's going to get better because why wouldn't it? I mean, we're gonna have all our players back. Maybe the defense, that's the only thing that I can See getting shaky because Oliver just tore his ACL, so that's three center backs gone. Was it? Yeah, well, two and Nacho, he gone for a few games, but he not gonna be our starting center back. But well, he is now. Shit, since Oliver hurt, damn. But either way, that's the only thing that I can think of that may get shaky as far as our attack. It should get better once we get like Pamavinga, once we get Vinny, and once they're able to play for a little bit. We still the young, uh, the young boy, the 18 year old, the Turkish dude, uh, Grulane, uh. Even play yes, so yeah. Once uh, everybody get healthy, I think we're gonna get better and uh, improve. And um, yeah. So my, I think we should win the uh, league. To be quite honest with you, if um, if everything goes how it's going, because we playing pretty well. Um, as far as CLs go, uh, I don't know, cause I again our defense is shaky right now, so I don't know how far we go. We make it to the semis, I'll be cool with that. Um, but. Yeah, I'm I'm really focused on winning the league and, you know, running Spain right now because, uh, you know, Girona is cool, but we're going to see if, if they hold up because we're the only team who was able to beat them and we got them out the way when we played them. So. Yeah, y'all smoked them 3-0. Yeah. I made sure to watch that match. It was a must-see TV appointment to me, and you guys countered them to death. Very yeah, quick, nice yeah. assassin-like goals. Yeah, that's what we do. That's our bread and butter. But um, yeah, man, I just and the only game we lost was against Atletico, and that game was just ugly. But again, that's just our defense. I just our and defense done pretty they, well. 
Yeah, and they countered y'all to death. You know, they play well, especially with that back five. So it was kind of set up to work well against y'all. And y'all had the chances, but yeah. But they was they was really killing us with crosses in the box. That's what really was killing us yeah, against yeah, that game. True. They had like three, two or three headers that game. But Morata was yeah, man, hard out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, I'm I'm feeling real good about my team, man. Especially I'm I'm liking that we we settling into this formation and everything real nice. I just can't wait for Vinny and Kamavinga and Guler to come back so they can we can actually get some. You know consistency with them on the pitch together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you did say they was they was on that little uh USA tour since they on their little injury break. You know what I'm saying? So they they all having fun in the states and shit. That nigga Vinny collected like six jerseys and shit. But yeah. <laughs> for sure, man. Now you mentioned your injury issues. There's reports that you guys might be looking for a center back on loan in January. Do you think, or maybe, uh, you know, with the option to buy, uh, do you think that there's any other positions that you guys need to look at to improve for this title push in the second half? Uh, I mean, I would say striker, but I mean, we've been doing pretty well, and I like, I, I like actually how we kind of settling in, and everybody, Rodrigo's finding his form with Vinny out. So hopefully when Vinny come back, that that stays there. Vinny's going to add contributions. So I would say striker, but I just think we are all right as far as that. The only thing I can't think is center backs, uh, another center back just for to finish the season out. Because, I mean, depending on Nacho, and then that's it. And then we got to slide AT. I mean, we can slide AT, but I don't want to depend on that. I prefer AT to be IDM, you know, so – yeah, nah. To be honest, if if we can if we can do another striker, I'll be okay with that. But I'm just real focused on getting another CB if we can, um, just to shore up that that back line. Because at the end of the day, Kepa and uh Luna are still back there, so you know we got to save them boys. For sure, for sure. Now, let's go to the last brother, but he's not. You know, he's never last. Even though his team is the lowest on the table here, Claytis. It depends on what country you're looking at. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, let's start with the team struggling, then we'll go to the success. Chelsea lost to the Wolves. Everybody is criticizing, rightfully so, the poor performance by Nicholas Jackson, Raheem Sterling. The only, I think, bright spot for you guys was Christopher Nkuku coming on, scoring in his debut in the Premier League and showing why he's a special player. Claytis, we've talked about this many times about the struggle, so we know that thought and that perspective, but I want you to break down why you've been so anxious to see Christopher Nkuku and how his talent shined and that little cameo at the end of the match. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to Nkunku, you know, I've been on the on the bandwagon since what 17, 16, back at PSG when he was in academy. And back then it was between him and Diaby. And I never 
knew how their career was going to go, but I always felt like, you know, him, Diaby, and Coleman always had the talent to go that next level. So once I saw that he was in the PSG team and I saw like what he's able to do, I was like, all right, I believe that he has the potential to achieve big things at a great club if he has the right players around him. And once he's gone to um to Germany, I feel like he definitely showed that he's able to carry a team, he's able to create, he's able to score. Um, and I think he comes from like the somewhat of a modern generation of where a lot of French players are more like technically gifted and more like all around of a player than like some are. So I think him being more of a complete player, like, you know, being able to assist, uh, you know, create his own goals or create, you know, space for himself, score goals. That's one of his biggest attributes. So I never see him as just like a left winger or a right winger. I look at him as like a complete player that could play up top anywhere because he's that good. So not having him at the start of the season was like a big blow for us, especially for me seeing him like during the preseason and seeing how the team played with him in the team. You know, I was expecting a lot, but him getting injured, you know, I went back to my 2026 agenda, which I'm still on, but um, I'm glad that we have him back. At least we have somebody with some creativity, someone that could score goals or create something for us um, and slowly see the, the, the involvement of Nicholas Jackson, or if we do see him, maybe now he has, you know, like a number 10 that's going to be willing to play with him and feed him and, you know, play the one-twos that he likes to do. Now, I saw Pochettino talking about in Cuckoo and where he thinks his best position is. He said that he feels more that he is a central player that, you know, could be that false nine or that number 10 instead of you know the wide player that is an inside forward and cutting inside the score do you agree with that yeah I agree with that and you know previously I did see Nkunku coming in as a number 10 or like a right winger um, but then we went ahead and just bought a lot of huff players in those positions so it's already oversaturated so I would prefer to see him playing as a number 10 to be quite honest and just let uh, Cole Palmer and Raheem kind of like work the wings since they have that understanding and then having somebody like Nkunku in the middle will also kind of help them you know like play their one twos or like you know when they're in those positions they get the ball back and maybe finish now your other team is second place in the Bundesliga the mighty Bayern Munchen with 38 points with 15 matches played Bayer Leverkusen is undefeated in the league, 13 and 3, 42 points. Bayern is off, you know, on a winter break until January 12th. Do you think that Bayern can truly lose this league? Because, I mean, I don't know. This feels like Leverkusen, like, hey, man, they set up the fail, man. I don't know, man. But Tuchel, if anybody could trick it off, it is your boy TT. No relations. Um, but, you know, like I said, Tuchel out. I do see us losing the league this year. I don't think we're as effective in our offense or in our defense. And some people may be like, okay, we're not leaking goals or we look better in midfield than we did, you know, previously. But, no, we don't. We, we look horrible. Um, you know, our transition, 
I feel like a lot of time is always going, well, it is, it's always going through Asani. And I feel like we've kind of forced that a lot. And I also think because, you know, Gnabry being injured hasn't really helped. And then Coleman always picks up injuries here and there. And then Musiala has been picking up injuries too. So, you know, I could see why certain things are going through Sané. But I think, you know, like as it comes to like the formation and some of our like recent games and the way we go about games, we're not good enough to win the league or win the league to the bottom expectations um so yeah it's, I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping that we don't win the league because you know there's only one thing i want free that boy hey man that's that's crazy being ready to throw the league to get rid of a coach that's when you know you're suffering from success okay yeah, i mean because so league titles in a row you can throw one right and honestly it's like uh ruminator and yuli hernis like put out a um they had done an interview like a couple of months back where they were talking about like the squad needs like rejuvenating or like they need needs to be shaken up. And this always comes up after like the international break or like um the winter break or once like let's say we've advanced past run of 16. And I do agree that the team right now is like I don't want to say stagnant or like relaxed, but the hunger isn't there as we've seen in the past. And if that means removing Tuchel and bringing back somebody like Hanzi, because we know what we're going to get from Hanzi, we know that, you know, full focus is going to be Champions League, winning everything nonstop. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey. Send that boy back to Dortmund. <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. I hear that. Let me give y'all a quick recap of what's going on in the other leagues that are on winter break. In Serie A, Inter is first place with 44 points. Juve is second with 40. Milan is third with 33 points. And shout out to Bologna, coached by legend Thiago Mota, who is in fourth place. Now, Mota, a few years ago, he went viral because he talked about how he felt that tactics and formations are a thing of the past, and he felt like his team plays in a 272, and all the tactic nerds and football manager boys try to replicate in the tactics. People were laughing at him, and he was saying, No, I'm not talking about two, you know, defenders, seven midfielders, and all that. He's talking about from right to left. So on your flanks, you have two people. In the middle of the pitch, you have seven people. And then on the left flank, you have two people. So he was talking about reading formations from right to left instead of from defense to attack. And his team mostly sets up in a 2-4-2-3-1. Two, two, and, hey, man, they play an exciting style of football. So, salute to Bologna doing their thing. Like I mentioned, in La Liga, Real Madrid are first place, tied with Girona, 45 points. Atletico Madrid is third with 38 points in Barcelona, is fourth also with 38 points. In the Bundesliga, we already know who first and second is. Stuttgart is third with 34 points. Leipzig is fourth with 33 points. And Dortmund's on the outside looking in with 27 points. Hey, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get y'all hip to a little Bundesliga update. Do your thing, man. 
the boy Marco Royce tried to start a, a coup d'etat at BVB. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. He tried to start a coup d'etat to remove the coach. Yeah. With a backup plan. So now it's looking hot because he's not playing. The contract <laughs> extension is now, you know, might get removed off the table. And and now you're about to end your career very ugly. But I think he's he might be mad because the way last season played out. Yeah, he choked the league, man. He saw it with his eyes. He, he's still kind of vexed about that. But yeah, that, that's what's going on in the Bundesliga. Uh, his fines, fines are coming soon. He got tired of being a second place nigga, but hey, too late for that. <laughs> uh, man, in the French league, you got PSG first with 30, uh, with 40 points, Nice with 35, Monaco with 33, third, and Brest is fourth with 31 points and of course in the pl where <laughs> no days off because you know kill the players run them into the ground liverpool first with 42 points arsenal second with 40 ashton via after getting upset by united third with 39 tottenham fourth with 36 and city is fifth with 34 points but Basically, two games in hand because, you know, Club World Cup had to push back certain fixtures. So, yeah, that's how it's looking in Europe so far. Uh, speaking of how things are looking in Europe, uh, Jamar, your big homie, Real Madrid president, Florentino Perez. My man is bringing back the Super League. They revamped it to make it a three division, uh, you know, ladder similar to what the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League is. So basically, there's 18 teams in the top division and then 22 in the second and third. Jamar, what do you think about this and Florentino's attempt to try to create this Super League again? So far, it looks like Barcelona is the only partner and Napoli might be interested. I mean, it is what it is to me. I'm for it or against it either way. It's just more, more bread, more, more money. Um, supposedly it's more money for the clubs, um, to earn, like for winning and getting promoted and stuff like that, as opposed to percentages, I guess from like UEFA and FIFA. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he always Florentino. I bang with him because he always trying to. Make something happen. So, you know, I can't really knock him. He always going to do something that's beneficial for Real Madrid. So I can't really get too mad at him because I know it's for the benefit of Real Madrid. And, yeah, so I don't really – but it is what it is. Whether it happened or not, uh, it don't bother me either either way, to be quite honest with you. Cletus, I'm sure you saw the PSG – Presidents say that it's ironic that Florentino made his promo video of the Super League in front of his Champions League trophies. <laughs> you peep that shot, Clay? I mean, you know, Perez, he's he's Darth Sidious, the greatest villain that there is. You know, I respect it because he doesn't let up. But I don't think the, the Super League is going to go into effect because you did see that um, uh, UEFA went ahead and pull back their their revamp plans of the group stages. 
So they're trying to do anything possible to make sure that the Super League doesn't happen. But, you know, they're not talking about the funds. And I think that's what uh, Perez's issues on is like, yeah, we all like the Champions League, but like the payouts for teams that are like continuously in there and bringing the revenue, they're not seeing that the breadth they should be seeing. And I do agree with them on that. Yeah, man, we know UEFA is a corrupt monopoly, just like FIFA. The court said the same thing, and that's why they said the Super League has a right to exist. Marcus, a lot of the teams, you know, that refused the invite, let it be known early, but your club and my club took a took some time to figure it out. Uh, how did you feel when Liverpool were waiting? Were you nervous that they, they might make the jump, or did you know that they would stay? and rock with the UEFA Champions League instead of the Super League. Right, you know what happened. They sent the text to Jurgen and said, will you do it? And he said, hell no, nah, I'm going to leave. And then that's when they said, nah, we good. Because bro, I already don't say it. It's too many games. And if you do that, you add what? Maybe about 13, probably 20 more games, something probably. That's crazy, bro. Well, we it, it replaces the Champions League, so... Basically, the Champions League format would get absorbed into the Super League. So I think in the grand scheme of things, it would maybe be like one or two less matches if you make the final. Hey, the but are, are we going to be out here like the the golf? We're going to have folks playing in both? Like, no, nah, bro, I'm good on that. Whoa, you don't, you don't want to. Well, basically, the way people saw the format, they felt like, teams would play their weaker squads in the league and then play their strongest teams in the super league so Ephraim I I would say this too that probably would mean that we're gonna buy two squads we're gonna have about 36 people like Chelsea out this motherfucker (laughs) yeah basically yeah you gotta build a strong team to compete on all four fronts man but uh Ephraim your team is known as the biggest commercial entity in soccer. You know you guys are broke. You would like that Super League money, right? <laughs> nah, I like the Glazers gone. That's what I would like. Uh, nah, but, you know, United wasn't going to do that, especially after that protest a couple years ago when they uh, stormed the field before that Liverpool match, I think. Uh, so United was probably never going to, jump back into that unless there was pressure from other places or other teams were doing it and then United would jump in at the end. But yeah, United was never going to jump into that again. Especially now with that, you know, that sale that went through that that 25% stake in uh United from uh Jim Ratcliffe too. So I just think there's a lot of other moving parts going on for them not to worry about this right now. Speaking of your boy Jim Ratcliffe and you know now that he's purchased, what, 25% of the club, I'm hearing that he's trying to cut 300 jobs already. So you guys are already on your, are already on your broke boy swag, man. Brother's net worth is $22 billion and you're cutting people's jobs before New Year's. What's up with that, E? I think it's because of a couple things. I think one, yeah, right. There is no, there's no money like that. And also, I think that a lot of what's been happening at United over the years, especially since the Glazers have taken over, a lot of like adding new positions or keeping people around that shouldn't be around or, you know, things like that. And some kind of, you know, uh, 
that's kind of, those are the kind of decisions that uh, have been made at the top of United. So I think just kind of cutting some of the fat, you know, trimming some of the fat. I'm not against that. I'm with it. Like, look, if you got to come in here and be ruthless, go for it. If you got to like start cutting some, you know, chopping some heads, go for it. You know, so um, I have no problem with it. You know, hope he makes the right decisions, bring the right people in. Um, it looks like he's doing that already uh, with some of the people that he's bringing in. So uh, it's, it's a wait and see. And, and, and uh, yeah, that goes for Ten Hag as well. Like if he got to be chopped and, and moved on at some point, if he's not pr- producing, yeah, it's time for him to go too. So uh, I'm interested to see what this is going to be like. I, I wish it was a full sale. I wish the Glazers were gone. At the same time, it is what it is. and We got to deal with it. So let's see where it goes. The show. Now, Anthony, do you feel a way about the Super League? Do you have a preference now that your team has won the Champions League and you've gotten that off the checklist? I'm standing with my club. We want no parts of that Super League. Let's bring the original Champions League uh, set up back. I heard they reneged on the the new the new way of things that they were going to do. So I'm down By for the, the way, old. Those classic. haven't fully be con- been confirmed yet. Just. Just oh, okay. Well, hey man, I'm sticking with my club. We don't want that Super League stuff. CL all the way. I'm down with the Super League. I think that uh, the greatest thing that has ever happened to American sports was competition. The NFL wouldn't be the NFL without the AFL. Because of the AFLs, why the Super Bowl even exists and why football became the biggest sport in America. We talk about it all the time on Ring Culture. The NBA didn't become the NBA until the merger with the ABA for the 1976-77 season. That's when you fully got to see the best of the best in one league and the game blew up to become a global phenomenon. Now... Even in baseball, and go to the past, baseball wouldn't have become what it was without the merger and basically the destruction of the Negro Leagues. You take all that talent, put it into what you got, and now you got Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, all these superstars, Jackie Robinson, changing the way the game is played. And in soccer, the thing that we've never seen is these teams have to acquiesce and work together to try to make the sport better. I respect Florentino Perez for trying to create a new outlet, but a lot of these clubs got bullied because their fans didn't understand the concept of the league because a lot of people don't know how to read. People thought that these teams are going to leave their domestic league to play in the Super League, but the Super League is supposed to replace the Champions League. And like the report, like the court said, UEFA and FIFA have created unruly, corrupt, one-sided monopolies. That's why they can pimp these clubs, not give them the money that they deserve, and everybody will still play for it. Because, <laughs> come on, man, it's ridiculous. The Champions League is a competition that lasts a year. They try to expand the format, still didn't increase the winnings, and everybody smiled and said, yes, UEFA, give us more games. When UEFA created this bullshit Nations League, 
to add more games. Everybody kept smiling. Oh, yes, please. So UEFA's running these players in the ground. But when other people have alternative solutions, people are like, no, nah, we don't want it. We want UEFA to still pimp us. I don't understand it. I think it's stupid. But hey, a lot of people, I guess, are happy to just be in the status quo and just be robot robots in the format that they live in. Feel like these players should have better union representation. These clubs that are in the European Club Association, they're a jokes. They don't have no backbone. They're twerking for UEFA too. So yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I wish the Super League had more backing and I wish it would work, but it looks like everybody is scared by almighty UEFA. <laughs> so it is what it is. And FIFA, they're about to create the new Club World Cup. Let's talk about it because they're trying to steal sauce from the Champions League too. So basically the new Club World Cup is going to be 32 teams even though it used to just be the teams that win their, you know, continents tournaments. So basically just like how the original champions league was for just the champions of the league until they watered it down and said, Hey, top four clubs. Now they're watering down the club world cup. So basically next year, the next edition, you're going to see Chelsea, Bayern, uh, Real Madrid, City, all these European clubs going against a couple South American clubs. And Ephraim, I'll start with you. How do you feel about the new club World Cup format? Do you think that this is what teams need to be doing? See, another thing, more games, but nobody complains because FIFA's been pimping them for centuries already. I hear that. But isn't this one going to be every four years, though? Yeah, they're spreading it out to every four years because now that the Club World Cup has basically become a walkthrough tournament for the Europeans, they're adding more teams and adding more European teams to try to make it competitive. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess if they're – I don't have that much of a problem with it because it's every four years. If it was every year or something like that, then, yeah, I'm like, yeah, every, more games for, again – because I've been I've been an opponent of more games added on as well. So, um, but if it's every four years, I, yeah, maybe not as much. I'm not I'm not as opposed to something like that. Um, but yeah, if it was every 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 year, yeah, I'd be like, not no, thank you. But this this may also give an opportunity for it to be a bigger uh, thing than what it has been before. I think more not more uh, notoriety as well. So yeah, I, I I'm kind of for it actually. So basically, as of now, it looks like uh, the Asian Football Federation will have four teams. The African Football Confederation will have four teams. CONCACAF, you know, the North American Federation will have four teams. Ball in South America will have six slots. The Oceania Football Confederation will have one spot and UEFA will have 12 spots. So, Cletus, in the grand scheme of things, what makes this different from the Champions League? Since it's just going to be 12 years, gonna, the tournament's going to be dominated by Europe, man. Jug, finesse. I'm going with the sack. Yeah, don't, don't call for your money back. Scooter Ben told y'all. You know, FIFA got to get their bread one way or another, and they can't keep letting UEFA run away with all the bread, all the TV rights. You know, they got to find a way to... To get in the to get in the media um 
media market, especially because they only have what the World Cup every four years. And I think right now the World Cup has gained a lot of traction where they need to capitalize on it. So I think, you know, introducing the Club World Cup at this scale is their only option. But I don't think my thing is like we already have so many games. So I know certain like teams are not going to take it seriously. I know like maybe the South American teams will use that as a platform to like put their kids, you know, on the stage and maybe get some scouts, sell some players. You know, I think it might just be like open market kind of thing. Put my players out there, let them get scouted. If they're good, sell them. If not, cool. If we don't win the trophy, fuck it, you know. Basically, the format, Cletus, is that the league season ends in May and the Club World Cup will be the first edition of, you know, the new format in 2025 will be between June 15th and July 13th. So it's basically like a summer tournament. So yeah, no winter break for you. No summer break for you boys. I don't think right now players are actually going to receive a full summer break. And I think until 26, the way like the calendar is right now, I don't think they're going to get a break until maybe after 26 at that. Yeah. Cause the top, you know, the top players, they will not, you're right. Because 2024, you got AFCON, African yeah. nations cup, Copa America, and then 2020, oh yeah, Euros, 2025, yeah, the top teams will be in this Club World Cup. Then 2026, another World Cup. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, player side right now, man. It's time to, to, to beat these clubs and beat these owners for some bread. Yeah, man. Uh, Jamar, does this make you excited as the king of the Champions League? Does this make you interested in the Club World Cup that they're expanding this tournament, and you know, so far, you guys are already locks to be in it. Are you excited for this? Uh, no, I like the way it is now. Like, just the whoever wins the continent, and then whoever wins that wins the club World Cup. Like, I like the, I like it that way. I mean, every four years. I don't know. I don't get it. But I mean, nah, I don't. I like how it is now, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. Uh, So far in Europe, the automatic teams, like I mentioned, Chelsea for winning the 21 Champions League and Club World Cup. Real Madrid for winning the 22 Champions League and the Club World Cup. Man City for winning the 23 Champions League and the Club World Cup. Whoever wins the 24 Champions League is locked in. And then based on UEFA's four-year rankings, Bayern Munich will get in, PSG will get in, Inter Milan will get in, Porto will get in, and Benfica will get in. And then now there's three open spots, one for Germany, one for Italy, and one for Spain. So uh, should be interesting. Uh, Marcus, do you think the European teams will take this serious or do you think they'll just be like, Hey man, we just played the champions league two weeks ago. Now we got to do this. It's not going to be a full squad. If you talking about June, July, what about like teams that got like mad people coming up for contracts? You can't, what you going to say that Ross, they can still continue uh, to play in that tournament. Hey, that's hey, that's going to be wild. Before, before the last, uh, African Nations Cup, Ghana had to ask certain clubs to please sign players 
so that they could be eligible to play in this competition. It was nasty. Yeah, think about it. Gund- Gundigan this year, what, he didn't have no club till what, maybe a couple months in? Like, so you going to tell that brother, let's say if he was still younger, like, you going to tell him he can't play? Like, that's kind of wild to me, like. I, I I think they're gonna it's gonna be a try they're gonna end up have to change change what month it is. But I mean, kind of like what y'all said, they see the screaming numbers and that club world cup was hard as hell for us to watch. So yeah, they, they need to get as much dough as they can, bro. Yeah, man, that's that's definitely what it looks like. And Cletus, you made the point which was well said about how UEFA did increase their revenue immensely during the 2022 Men's World Cup and the Women's World Cup this year did very well too. So they're trying to see where they can increase their revenue stream, especially since they lost that free money they were getting from EA Sports with the licensing of the video game. So to make up for that, they hope the Club World Cup can become a serious tournament that generates big revenue. And that's why the first edition of this new format will be in the capital capitalist country of America, our, our home capital, man. Where else can you sell mediocre games than to us? Because we'll just be so thirsty. Hey, man, they charge us full prices for friendlies. So for some reason, I feel like these joints will become glorified friendlies, basically, until maybe like the knockout stage, maybe certain teams will start to play stronger talents. But like, I mean, I don't think the European clubs give a damn about playing Al Halal, Urawi, Red Diamonds, Alai, Monterey. I mean, Seattle Sounders, what are they doing there, Marcus? Bruh, bruh. They they won the uh the World Cup, our World Cup. Oh I mean not our not the World Cup, but that the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty two. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, man. <laughs> We man gonna see LA like like what is that? What's gonna? I, I don't need that. I don't need to see them get their ass whooped seven zip. We see that in the All Star game. That's yeah. enough. Well, salute, man. We'll see. Maybe hey, maybe it'll be interesting when we see it in a year. So, all right, but uh, oh yeah, the year, man. It's been a phenomenal year. This is our last episode of twenty twenty three. So, hey, man, I'll start with you, Ephraim. Do you have a favorite moment of 2023, this soccer campaign we've had? Or a favorite goal, you know? What are your highlights for 2023 in this beautiful game? Man, that's a great question. I don't know if I have too many highlights. It's been such a up-and-down season so far for my team, at least, uh, yeah, I don't know. Garnacho's goal might be the best one against Everton. That's one of the highlights of my year so far. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, not many, honestly. I really can't uh, think of anything off the top. You might have to come back to me. Hey, man, I'm kind of with you, E-Money Bags. You know, as an Arsenal fan, 2023, I'll just think about it as the year we choked the league because Tamiyasu and Saliba got hurt. And Arteta thought playing Rob Holden was better than playing KUR. So, hey, when I, yeah, when I think about 2023, I think about choking the league. I got one. Staying in front of Chelsea for the last two seasons. I, that, that, that's that's a highlight. Cletus, look how far the mighty 
United has fallen. They just see, had to finish in see? front of you guys. This is this is what they are now. You see why I don't really be faced by it? They're, they're, they're child. They're kids. This is when I knew Arsenal were cooked. Arsenal, you know, you remember St. Totterham's Day. You know, Arsenal fans used to just be excited. Like, oh, man, we finished above Tottenham another year. Really? That's the bar for success now? Finishing above those bums? But yeah, hey, man, yeah. Nah, that's I didn't say the bar for success. I just said no, it was. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. Hey man, they want to care about Cubby. That wasn't even a highlight. He knew that trophy was exactly. up. I didn't even say that. Yeah, because right, so. it's a fake. It's a cap trophy. We know the <laughs> truth. You. So okay, man, you, you want to compete with just us? Just a highlight. Man. That's it. That's all it is. Just a highlight. Not not success. A highlight. <laughs> you see, you see how he couldn't say nothing about beating Man City three nil, beating Liverpool four <laughs> nil. They don't do that. He's gonna talk about being they above. They did beat. They beat. They did beat City though. I guess. Yeah, he's used to it though. Mm-hmm. Even uh, even Ole Gunner was cooking Pep. Hey, look. All I know is United. Yeah, unfortunately, they in six, but Chelsea is in eleventh. I mean, that's music to my ears. I mean, I mean, I mean bro, y'all, y'all been y'all been y'all been trying to rebuild since 2013. So I mean, I, I kind of expect y'all to be ahead of us. But hey, what do I know? I have American owners. <laughs> so, so, so I mean, they do too. The Glazers. Yeah, man. I mean, look at you. You, you. What is it? Twenty years now? <laughs> Not quite, this. but yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this, and we already making better progress than you. It's okay. Oh, man. I mean, are you? Yeah. yeah okay. In the past twenty years, man, what, what you got to show? I mean, you, yeah, I guess maybe. maybe yeah, they do have more Champions Leagues, mm-hmm. more Europa Leagues. But hey, but look, all, I'll say this: at one point, at one point, those years are going to come, start flying by, and you're going to start running out of excuses and say, "Well, we won yeah. in twenty whatever, we won in twenty whatever." I Just get like it. how y'all won the league in 2012 when I was in high school. I'm about to be 30. <laughs> yeah, he is about I, was, to be 30. I was a grown man though at the time, so. Oh, and now you're more grown. You might be 30. <laughs> Hey man! Hey, the oh, last time man. United won the league, my hairline was in full form. Oh my goodness! You see, hey, mm-hmm. I was killing them with the with the cut. Shout out D hat. Yeah, and it's you misbehaving, having a lineup now. Bumping Chief Keith, drop top. <laughs> yeah, no, no title, no no title. United. No, no. Hey, babe, but uh, Cletus, do you have a highlight for twenty twenty three? You know. Of course, of course, man. The golden boy, Jamal Musiala. Yeah, of course. Yes, Jamal. I know you you got the golden boy, but our golden boy, the the future, the real Pluto, Bambi. You know, my boy coming in, second half, scoring the game winner to, to save that bum Tuchel of a of a unemployment, you know, it goes out to him. Baby Pluto. Nice, nice. Now Marcus, 2023 highlights, favorite moment? Man, since I was the one that brought this up, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll freak this for y'all. My moment of the year is going to be the Jota goal running to the sideline, Luis Diaz, and it came all the way home today because Luis Diaz gave the assist to Jota. Beautiful. Uh, my goal of the year, I got two. Rodri shit against Bayern and um, that Jude Bellingham one early in the season when it was like the announce that it, he was here, like he was with the shits. So, um, yeah, man, I think I think um, 
think transfer of the year for me would be Sabasa. Um and defensive players of the year would probably be Van Dyke and Saliba. Hey man, Sabasa the transfer of the year, man. You're dangerous, man. Hey, bro, because he's played every game, damn near. He been he damn near been a nine every game he played. <laughs> and he had a goal against City. Oh uh, man, so so you're not gonna mention the 7-0 against United? That wasn't a highlight? Hey man, that's old news, bro. We didn't even score. Guy. We, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey man, hey man, I dig it. <laughs> yeah, Jamar, you got any twenty twenty three favorite moments, man? Other than signing the King Jude Bellingham? <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Um, winning Copa del Rey. Uh, that's another one. Um. Yep, I mean those. That's it. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, winning, winning Copa del Rey, mm. and um, yeah, signing you. That's all I can think of right now. Not Josuelu though. That guy is talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like Josuelu, man. He's a good loanee, man. Yeah, he's, he's just happy yeah, to be yeah. back. Exactly. He's he's serviceable. He's cool. Put respect on the old man, man. <laughs> he does what he does, man. I, I am putting respect on him. He, he He's there doing what I expected him to do, you know? Okay, I'll be watching. Hey, look, that's who I'll be watching on the pitch when I'll be watching. I'll be like, when this nigga going to get involved? Get, get get up there, motherfucker. Get up there. Sometimes you get involved, it take him like five chances to score a goal. Yeah, going to be blowing me, but, you know. Hey, man, I'm sorry he's not the Benzema Cristiano standard, man. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, it takes I him a little longer that. to get there. It's all right. <laughs> by by the way, y'all got rid of uh, Benzema at the right time, man. That brother was cooked. Hey, I saw Al Nassar versus Alitad today, 5-2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Cristiano and my oh, Yeah, that's, that's the other highlight. Shout out to old man Cristiano Ronaldo. Lead yeah. 2023 and goes uh score. Yeah, man. Shout That's out crazy. to that. Even though he's at his age and yeah, he might not be in the top league anymore, scoring that much will always be amazing. So shout out to Cristiano and shout out to you for keeping your composure when that boy Connor was talking your head off at the UFC event. I know you didn't want to talk to that buster, <laughs> but it's okay. Anthony, of course, you must have a lot of favorite moments in 2023. Yeah, I'm going to just keep it with with the top two. Winning this, actually, winning the CL, Rodri's goal in the CL, and then just now winning the Club World Cup. Great achievements for the club. Um, and I'm just throwing Rodri also having a baller-ass season um, from last year up until now, proving he's also Mr. Pivotal. For sure, for sure. Now, Ephraim, it's your champagne moment of the week. Oh, uh, it's probably going to be twofold. Move. Well, not twofold, but what's up? I said champagne move. I said moment. Said move. move, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you good. <laughs> <laughs> now, you good. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't have a, a, a move of the week this week. So, you might have to skip me on this one. Oh man, it's not gonna be Kobe Manu scans. You didn't see I was reading that game after he slipped and gave up that goal last week. He I thought he played more reserve this week. 
he kind of did. I, I think, yeah, but nah, nah, <laughs> I need some consistency. I need a c- consistent for him. For sure, for sure. Marcus, do you have a champagne move of the week? Yeah, man, I'm gonna run it back. Like I said, it came as we record this. Jata, six minutes on. Luis Diaz, back here, assist. Hey, man. Papa, I hope Papa Diaz, I hope you in the crowd. Don't fall out this time. <laughs> hey, that was different, man. I don't think, I. hey, man, shout out to Papa Diaz. And, yeah, he's a meme now for how he was geeked. But, Marcus, it must be different to see your son balling against Brazil, bro. That's why he almost passed out. Like, oh, my God. Bruh, bruh, you 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 see what happened, right? He want he he out here talking about want to go to Barca. Of course, you thought it was you thought it was him and his son's dream to to be in the cold of England. No, I thought they wanted to go back, go back to Porto or something. Shit, hell no, man. We going to La Liga, man. That's <laughs> that's every South American's dream, man. <laughs> Jamar, what's your champagne move of the week? Like, does this count like for goals or anything? Or anything, like, man. Um, anything. Um, something that you saw that you thought, hey, man, that was smooth. That was slick. That's classy right there. Uh, I wouldn't say it was smooth or it was slick, but I will say the Louis V header wasn't expected for us to win the joint uh, yeah, in our man. last game. They did triple cover Jude, though. So, Jude. <laughs> He swung all them niggas to the far post, and Louis was naked, and he yeah. just headed that joint in the opposite end to seal the W. Had the coach tight on the other end, and we was <laughs> down ten men. Oh yep, yeah, that was yeah. a good win. That was a good win. So that that's my uh, champagne. It might double. It sounds like it might double as your champagne goal of the week too. Or you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's it. Because that was the game winner, bro. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. I dig it. That, that makes sense. Winner. And, hey, the way I'm reading it is basically the champagne move is basically Jude's movement taking away the defenders and then... Yeah, three of them. And then, yeah, (laughs) then Vasquez having the ability to score that header because, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but... Yeah, he got no lift on the header at all. So (laughs) if Jude didn't do what he did, he would have been in the trees. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I guess that's what I'll do. The move is what Jude did. And then MK's coverage, what they I don't know why they had three on him. Like, God damn, but they spook, man. That's that's a big yeah. <laughs> he's like six <laughs> one, man. They're like, oh no. Yeah, that's just <laughs> funny. And uh, the goal is Lewis selling the deal. I dig it. I dig it. Uh Claytis, champagne move of the week. Oh, I'm trying to think. It's gonna have to be in Cuckoo scoring that that first goal for me. All right. The rest of the team is bums. <laughs> but also say another one. Um, again, um, this summer seeing a team in preseason and watching Kung Fu lift that preseason trophy. Oh, oh. I'll take that as well. Preseason trophies. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, I gotta take that. Don't 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 do that because yeah, yeah. What did y'all win? Won the community shield. Okay. Yeah, we won a real trophy, not a friendly trophy. Oh, so a- oh now yeah. you're classifying it. Yeah, you know why it's okay. a real trophy, Claytis? It's a real trophy because we blocked we blocked them city from getting the same amount of trophies as 
Barcelona. If they won the Carabao Cup or they won they the Trinity Shield, yeah. they'll have hey, seven you know trophies what? this year. Instead, hey. they have five. You know what, Dan? Thank you. I'm, I'm going to send you a Jason. Th th thank the boys at Arsenal for me. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Shout yeah. out to Arsenal, the only team to beat City in the final this year. But, uh, Anthony, you got a champagne move of the week? I'm going to go with our Argentinian playmaker, uh, Julian Alvarez, his assist to Phil Foden. That was a vicious uh, low cross he whipped in. Uh, if you if you know ball, you know ball, as you almost take. For sure. I'm going to go a little outside the box. My champagne move of the week is Lamar Jackson after the game talking about Michael Flores. <laughs> he didn't know he had a there was oh, a, yeah, that was yeah, funny. That was there was funny. a reporter, Mike Florio, pro football talk works for NBC. He said the 49ers were gonna smoke the Ravens. And as soon as he said Lamar's like, hey man, Mike Flores, he didn't know who he who was dissing him. Then after the game, he had a minute rant talking about it, and Michael Florio had to eat crows. So that was hilarious. You didn't put no pads on. <laughs> he said the boy don't know how what it feels like to, to touch dirt. He's never been in the trenches. Who cares what Mike Florio says, man? Fake mouth yeah. was made. Because <laughs> he was talking like he was about to put the pads on and go to work. He's like, nah, you ain't about to back up them words, man. Pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lamar Jackson for that, man. That was hilarious. I like it when people can go and dominate and pop pop their shit, man. But uh, champagne goal of the week. Uh, okay, man, you know me. Anytime Kudu scores and he gets to sit down, I, I feel like a proud uncle, man. So shout out to Kudus. My man can't stop scoring, but please take a break against Arsenal, okay, when you see Zinchenko. Don't you know his family is in turmoil? Come on, man. There's a war going on in Ukraine. Take it take it easy on us. Ephraim, champagne goal of the week. I'm going to give it to the young boy Hoyland. Not just because it wasn't spectacular, but it meant a lot to him. Obviously, I think he cried. And went in goal. Yeah, and I think he cried in the uh, in the little huddle they had for him when he scored too. So I think it meant it, hey, it meant a lot to him. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Mills. He was milking that joint, my man. I heard Marcus. That guy Sean Mills is a Liverpool fan, but he's been body popping in that United jersey for weeks, trying to sell his single. <laughs> hey, dog, won't won't want that. That motherfucker like a Ben Affleck mixed with radio. Hey, He's man, good. please. Hey. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to Cuba Goody Jr., man. <laughs> Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Hey, man, you took my shit with uh, kudos, but, man, hey, man, put your camera phones up. Take a pic, man. My boy son back on the board with one. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Jamar already let us know Louis V game winner. Got to salute that. Claytis, are you double dipping with your champagne goal of the week or do you have something different? Now I'm going to give a shout out to one of Cristiano's teammate uh, scored a focus volley um, this weekend. I just can't remember bro's name, but was it Taliska? Oh, no, no, not Taliska. It was it was uh, one of the shorter dudes. Dang. Uh, let me try. But, but they, they was putting up goals, man. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cristiano. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Al Nassar. They got to work hard because 
Right now, they're second in the table. They're seven points back of Al-Halal. But, hey, man, the way they're on form, hey, why not? They can be able to catch them. Just need the right luck. Uh, Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm pick the Argentinian baller again, scoring with his shoulder. The first <laughs> uh, then the first minute in the Club World Cup. That joint's tight, man. Very uh, intuitive. Assassin gene, almost like his predecessor Aguero. Word up and shout out to him. That was the fastest goal in Club World Cup history, I believe, or maybe the final, the history of the final. And speaking of uh, Aguero, after the match, like I told you, man, Marcelo was talking to Julian Alvarez heavy. So, hey, man, <laughs> might be in cocaine white soon, man. But Jamar, as our guest, man, I'll give you the honors first. Who are you going to be in the club with other than Cletus on January 6th, man? Who are you in the club with? Um... Damn, who am I in the club with? Uh, I need, I need to. I mean, you guys are first place. You might as well invite all of Real Madrid. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna let the, uh, the guys go hard. I'm gonna go in. Damn, I don't know if this boy, but it don't matter. He's smooth. I'm gonna bring in Kamavinga and Vinny. But he almost made it seem like you weren't sure if they had good papers to get in the club. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if they was 21, and I think Vinny's 21 now. I don't know if Kamavinga's 21. UK clubs, man. UK, I mean, you yeah, know, overseas, they, they might be more lax. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm inviting to the club because they, they on IR right now. So they, they already partying. I'm probably, I'm going to meet them in the club. That's what actually, they already there. Oh, man. Is this club yeah. rehab? <laughs> hey, man. It's club relax. They celebrate it. They celebrate it in the first place since we in. I you know dig it. Saying? I dig it. <laughs> From one world champion to another, Anthony. Who are you in the club with? Man, actually, I'm in the club with, with Pep and uh, the Fluminese coach, uh, Denise. They was geeking too much after the match, and I think Pep's about to jack his tactics. And and, they, and we in the club writing on napkins hey, right man. now. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and I, you know that's my type of function, man. Any place where you can turn – an area into a tactical breakdown session, I'm ready. Cletus, who you in the yes, club sir. with? <laughs> oh, man, who am I in the club with? End of the year, 2023. <sighs> man, shout out to my boy, Hansi Flick. You tried. It didn't work out. Mm. It is what it is, man. Let's go. Let's go drink some beers, man. Hey man, what the hell you you ended you ended you ended the year going to the sad man pub? Nah, I gotta get my man's mind right because he's gonna have to come in in a few weeks. So I need him in a bar, get lit, flush it all out, and get ready to you know. What do you mean come in? Hey, hey, hey. yeah, Tucho out, Tucho uh, out. Hey man, he already has a job with the national team. Please, he's got to prepare for Euro twenty four, man. You talk about Nagos, man. I'm need, I need Hansi. Oh yeah, I'm geek. oh man, I forgot he got slid already from Germany. Yeah, oh, yeah. I need, hey, I need Hansi. You trying to bring back? Uh, please. Uh, okay, okay, hey, man. <laughs> Ephraim, who are you in the club with? I'm gonna bring in Alejandro Bernacho for getting those two goals today, and maybe, maybe saving Ten Hag a couple weeks. <laughs> I dig it. Uh. 
I'll bring in the club with me, the Baltimore Ravens after balling uh, last night. Luka Doncic dropping a 50-piece. You definitely in the club with me. Arsenal, you guys can be in the club for getting that point against Liverpool because we should have lost. Got away with that illegal penalty. Got away with that counterattack when those five on one and the, the shot hit the post. So you guys can come in the club for getting that point, man. Good job. And also, I got to say this, Senegal FA, you guys are banned from my club for life, okay? Because I'm tired of the corruption on our continent. It's a joke and it's sad. Do you guys know that right now, let me find it. I don't want to misquote it. I'm going to read it. Do you guys know Alou Cisse, the Senegal head coach? My man has made them the best team on this continent. They've restructured their country's format and improved. They've won on every level, under 21s, under 23s, even beach soccer. They've won the league. Senegal's yeah. coach, Alou Cisse, has been without payment for six months. A lot of his staff hasn't been paid. And if he was a white Frenchman, they wouldn't do this to him. But because he's a native son, you guys are trying to shortchange him. And this is why African soccer can't go nowhere. Even our best don't even get treated right. It's a joke in Senegal, FA, you banned from my club. And then just to add on to what you said, like watching the um, under 23 World Cup recently, like, yo, Senegal and I think um Malia was, but like they have a lot of talent on that team, bro. They have a lot of talent. And I just hope that you know they're able to at least showcase that on next um on the next stage, or hopefully like they have the support system to even take them to the next stage. Cause bro, those kids, man, they, they need to play. They have a lot of talent, man. Senegal could really become a special power in this world. But look. Claytis, African Cup of Nations is like in two, three weeks, and they haven't even paid their coach. What is what is this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sadly. It's, it's it's sad, man. But uh Marcus, hopefully you have more positive news. <laughs> Who are you in the club with? Um, <clears throat> I got a couple of my put them in your pocket boys. Uh Endo, uh Kanate for your arsenal performances. Uh, semi-cast until you got your collarbone broke. Um, I want to bring in Luton Town for for putting them boys in, put putting Newcastle in their pocket. I want to bring out West Ham for putting United in their pocket. And um, I guess I'll bring in Nuno because I want to know how them checks flowing, bro. You you shit overseas over in Saudi. But you got that new coach bump. So um yeah, man. We we uh oh yeah. I want Solanke in the joint, Mickley, or whoever that dude, that little young dude that scored on uh Newcastle and Paqueta and Kudos. So we can, you know, get some dancing and get some little, you know, some little hot things over there. You know how that thing goes. <laughs> I hear a lot of variety in that function. I dig it, man, but Hey, man, it's been a fun episode. Shout out to Jamar for pulling up. You already know what it is. We'll be on Ring Culture in a couple days getting it in. But, hey, it's been a fun 2023, but it never ends, man. We'll be back in motion next week, 2024. 
raising up the bar to even higher levels, man. We're going to do better in everything that we do, man. Better content, better audio. We're going to have more video. We're taking it to that next level, man. But Marcus, before we disappear, what we got to do, man? Until next time, man. Keep them pinkies up. <laughs>